Billy's never been able to fit in where he lives. Suddenly, that's not a problem anymore. A desert exploration leads to an explosive discovery for Billy, his own personal laser gun. Each time Billy fires the laser, he begins to mutate, little by little, into an alien. Possessed by the new power in his hands, Billy terrorizes the town with the awesome alien device. Now it's a race against time before the aliens return to claim the weapon and his life. On today's episode of Discount Film Critics, we'll be discussing 1978 sci-fi thriller, Laser Blast. Runtime, 83 minutes. Starring Kim Milford, Cheryl Smith, Johnny Russo, Roddy McDowell, Keenan Wynn, and Dennis Berkeley. they spent a lot of money on pyrotechnics or they found somebody that just likes to blow crap up and then yeah if you're lucky you get both (laughs) (laughs) all right ryan this is what we're here for talking about 1978's hit film laser blast now before we get into it, I just want to say, let me ask you this. Before we go into anything else, you being a yeah. film critic, what is your title? So you're writing an article about this. What's the title? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a good where, one. Oh where, my did, God. where did you find this? <laughs> I, I, actually, this has been kind of circulated as like a, this is one of those, well, like, like uh, it's one of those kind of classic uh so bad it's good movies you know i think ms i think uh mystery science theater did an episode on this um yeah it's it's interesting my one line title of this article would be missed opportunities let's there's some things i actually like about it right i, I don't know oh, how you too. Feel about it. there's some things i actually like but there's some a lot that is a mess and it's not uncommon for these types of movies to, to suffer from a few things. One is lack of money, lack of time, and uh-huh. just lack of competent filmmaking. And it's hard to discern like which one is the culprit, or maybe it's a mix of, of multiple things. But let's just kind of, this came out in 1978, right? So this was one of those films that is kind of trying to ride the coattails of Star Wars. You know what I mean? Every, you know, it's like, it's like when the not, not so subtly in one one scene. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. The Easter egg. Um, I mean, every, Star Wars was a huge hit, and then immediately you had, you know, a lot of, you know, kind of low budget filmmakers saying, oh, "Shoot, let's let's put let's kick out a, the kids want to see this. Let's kick out some sci fi movies." I think that there's a bunch of them, bunch of like Star Wars clones, and then just kind of general like let's just make a science fiction movie and that's how we come to laser blast so yeah laser blast laser blast (laughs) this got some big names in it right uh i don't know if you recognize uh johnny russo who was like the he was like the government agent like the men in black 
Um, I'll be honest, I didn't recognize any of them. <laughs> right. So Gianni Russo, he was Carlo in The Godfather. Um, oh, okay. And then, oh, you recognize Roddy McDowell, right? I recognize the name, but I uh, was afterwards, after I watched this, I was thinking, where was Roddy McDowell? <laughs> and he yeah. was probably right in front of my face. He was in it. He was in it for like a minute. They said, I was reading up on the trivia on this. And it said uh, he filmed for a day. He needed to get his car fixed, and he did. He they gave him three hundred bucks. <laughs> the the other guy that I recognized would was the uh, Froggy. Some people do their best work when they're in need of money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, necessity is the, is the mother of invention. Uh, but yeah, he was in it for he was in it for uh, maybe a minute, and um, and they said like he. Another reason why he was in it is like they wanted to get like a big name because I think they said like he showed up at the premiere. So he kind of lent, I guess, some degree of legitimacy to the production. Yeah. Uh, but the, the other guy was, you know, the they have the two kind of bullies, the kind of nerdy guy, Froggy and uh, who was the, Froggy and you know what I mean? The, the two. Uh, I remember they show up in a car, don't they? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah froggy and chuck froggy and chuck uh froggy the nerdy guy i remember him he was in war Dogs, playing the exact same character um not like a bully but like a kind of spaz it out guy um but yeah so like there is some people i recognize but the basic ryan if you could tell me like the basic plot of this film what would it be this is the, this is maybe the toughest challenge of your life you don't have to recount all the events. Just give me plot summary. Uh, I you I don't know where to start because there's no like it's just kind of there. It's yes. like when you stole the pieces of a puzzle on the table. Yeah, and, I, uh, I feel you. <laughs> there's uh, this guy uh, who's supposed to be a teenager, but he's clearly not. Oh yeah, wait wait before we go, I just want to say this movie has 1980s teenagers, which I'm sorry, 70s and 80s teenagers. Which means not one of them looks younger than thirty-five. Yeah, right. I couldn't. I honestly did, could not tell um, until probably the end of the scene that uh, that was his mom. He was saying uh, who was leaving for Acapulco. No, bro. <laughs> not just his mom. His mom. He ogles straight bizarrely. He he comes. He like sits behind her and he's like looking at her. Like I was like checking. <laughs> Is he looking at his mom's butt? Like, it was the most bizarre thing. Some takes, of the choices it, yeah. are strange, to say the least. And it, it takes a while for him to say one word in the scene. He just kind of, like, his first his first <laughs> gesture is just, like, with his hands. <laughs> and uh, I, I know this is uh, audio format, but he simply motions to the suitcases. Yeah. Well, the, the thing that I found hilarious was... Hey, he's a what 16 year old he's like okay let's just say for argument's sake he's 18 he just turned 18 summer of his senior year in, in high school he's got his own car which is this bizarre van um what 18 year old in the right mind is gonna cry and whine and complain to their mom that they're leaving he's like he's like mommy don't go like really like, well, to be fair, she looked like she was packed to leave forever. <laughs> um, I, um, and and you know, some teenagers, if they uh, they may not be uh, 
you know, they, the dinner comes around, they're not going to know who's going to cook for them. So it's it's entirely possible, but I know what you mean. Right. I mean, he's got he's got he's got his girlfriend. He's got his friends. He's got his car. Yeah, it just that part I just found strange. But I did laugh out loud. Like that was kind of made my first. Like some of the dialogue was actually quite clever. I thought, but he was like, he was like, "When are you gonna stop going to Acapulco?" And <laughs> and you remember what the mom said? Uh, when they stop asking? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I thought that was pretty. I thought that was pretty great. <laughs> yes, when they stop asking. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think. So yeah, the 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 boy, and it's established that. I mean, I think they try to. I think the idea was to portray like a brooding teenager, but there's you can still be, you can still be brooding, and you can still be dark to some degree, but you need to have a basic level of charisma if you're the lead in a movie, right? Yeah. You can't be because this is what I feel like. The whole overarching idea of this movie is is a, a young man's fall, right? His corruption. And for or, in order for that to be effective, he has to be likable to some degree. <laughs> He's a hundred percent when he when they made his character, he rolled a minus five charisma on the tw- on the D twenty. You know? <laughs> I, I just I mean, I don't do you feel the same? Like what do you what do you what do you make of all this? <laughs> no, I think I'm. I think I'm with you. Uh, I, I do have to say, for uh, uh, a story of corruption, he sure looks like he's enjoying the hell out of it when he's the uh, when he's the oh, yeah. monster than uh, when he's a human. Um, so, which... it, it, explain real quick the monster. We we see the monster. We see a monster at the beginning. So, what's the whole mechanics around the monster? So from what I gather, there is uh, this alien technology that is that ends up corrupting whoever, whichever human user possesses it. Um, and and what is that when, technology? <laughs> that's, that's a good question because uh, to begin with, I thought it was just this necklace. Yeah, that's what uh, I thought too. But, I mean, that's what I assumed. But then there's also the, the laser weapon. gun. Yeah, uh, but. When the so there's initially there's a user who gets caught by the aliens who I assume own the technology, and uh, he gets vaporized and right. all that's left is a necklace. <laughs> the, 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 the laser gun totally disappears and then reappears later. It so does? I think it's the necklace, but um, uh, it's probably both. Yeah. So I took it as the necklace. The, the necklace, so it, it, just, just to be real quick, not to belabor it, but the, the, uh, that opening scene takes place on Earth. We see an alien, you know, humanoid figure running through. Just, just like you said, he gets caught by these other aliens who are stop-motion dinosaur puppets, and he gets vaporized. And this necklace and this laser gun is the only thing that remain. Now... I just took it to be the laser. I mean, I'm sorry. The the necklace is what corrupts you and turns you into the the vicious creature. The laser gun, not so much. But it, my this is a missed opportunity. 
my advice, if I was reading the script and I was a producer or something, I would say, you only need one item. Yeah. You only need one item. And I think it's important to also make it clear that, so they vaporize the creature that has the laser gun. And then they're, they're scared off by a plane flies overhead, right? And then the, the two aliens, they run back, they hightail it back into their ship and then leave, leaving the necklace, the amulet, whatever, and the laser gun for yeah. our, our, good, our good friend, uh, what's his name? Billy to find. It kind of reminds me of like a garage sale when you know you have to get rid of something, and, but you don't want anyone else to have it. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, the aliens really didn't want that necklace, so they didn't want else, anyone else to have any fun with it. Bro, yeah, I mean, we can get into that. Like, uh, uh, th- those aliens, yeah, they make some really bad decisions. But I gotta, I'll, I'll say this the stop motion dinosaur puppets loved it. I love those guys. Those stop motion dinosaur puppets have way more charm and charisma. Than any of the human characters, than the lead, yeah. right? I I thought I thought it was yeah I thought it was great. Um, they reminded me more of like an uh, a turtle without its shell. Um, yeah, but I see the dinosaur um, uh, influence, <laughs> and I I thought it was great when they would cut to them throughout the movie, and it was like they were right along watching the same scenes as we were. Bro, when the when they're when they're like boss is like, yo. Somebody picked up the amulet and then it cuts to like surveillance footage of Billy with the, it's the movie. Somehow <laughs> they got a hold of the movie and they're just it's replaying like a, the movie. Yeah. It's like space balls when they're able to fast, fast forward and rewind into it. Hell yeah. Uh, and, and I have to, we have to like note that we're, I mean, uh, unless you saw a different, a different version than I did, you just kind of have to assume what the aliens are talking yeah. about because they didn't leave any uh, the only uh i watched with the closed captioning and all that described it as was quacking <laughs> yeah yeah I, I watched the criterion version so i didn't see any of that <laughs> so is it so, on laser disc <laughs> yeah yeah so but it's funny that you mentioned that because i was like yeah why didn't they do like like subtitles or something and but then i'll tell you what I was kind of right along with it. Like they're like they're like, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. They made I was their like, yeah. I was there. like, you got to go get that. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it was like when people understand like Chewbacca and R two D two. You're like, how do they get? Yeah. I was like, yeah, those little guys. I mean, kudos to the dudes that did the uh, stop motion because they were they were expressive. They he kind of they were able they they did more physical like body language communication than than the actors did yeah and like the graphics weren't you know they're 1978 standards but pretty i thought good. the spaceship was pretty yeah. unique looking it wasn't the usual you know disc ufo yes well it wasn't like a they didn't take like a star wars toy and like paint it you know you get a lot of that right. on some of these <clears throat> yeah um what was i gonna say there's so many things floating around in my head um and by the way, Ryan, we could we're gonna edit out like the dead spots. Yeah. Well, we're, we're searching um, for words. Well, I'm thinking I'm thinking like you had you had referenced it as the character as the boy, um, and I think his name was Billy. Billy um, Billy Duncan. But, but I I found myself just referencing him 
when he was the creature as Laser Blast, like it was his name. Yeah, we should just call him Laser Blast. Well, he's let's just say he's Billy Duncan in human form when he gets the laser gun. He's Laser Blast, which yeah, I, it's interesting. So influences on this movie is it was kind of like part like it reminded me a little bit of the Wolfman, where like you know he would transform oh, yeah. at night and then do these things and then seemingly have no recollection of them. But even though he's like, he's, he's like getting revenge on people or like settling scores, like everybody he attacks with the exception of the doctor is like somebody that did him wrong, you know, when he's Billy form and then laser blast takes over and and gets him. (laughs) But yeah, it's, and it's, (laughs) yeah, it's really strange. Like he, and he turned into, that's another thing I should get to is I think a little more effort on the weapon uh, would have been gone a long way. Like it just seems like it's found parts from just household objects, which I think if you're going to do something like this, like um, you think of like star Wars and blade runner, they have like iconic weapons and the weapons start with like, you modify an actual firearm, right? Um there was like a clear plastic tube. It looked like <laughs> it. It looked like a, uh, a like a uh, slide projector on top, and like some like yeah. mesh. Supposedly, one of the things on it was a star was Star Trek uh, tricorder from Star Trek. I, I just felt like the, the the main like the MacGuffin of the film, the thing that sets everything in motion, should have should have looked a, a little cooler. But then again, that could have just been again time and money restrictions yeah i i I get that um i didn't hate it the design i think that's kind of where like maybe i was confused about like what's the item at stake here because they i thought it was designed well enough that like to me it looked like it was just part of his arm it wasn't Mm -hmm. something that he's separately holding um maybe if they got more elaborate with with the found parts to to cover up what exactly their show you're seeing but yeah. Um, I didn't think it was too bad. Well, it's like you could have just had it so like the laser, like you know, yeah, you, you touch it and it latches onto you, and then it's like you're screwed. Then it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna do its thing and corrupt you. That would have been, I think, the way to go. Monday morning quarterbacking this. <laughs> and, and then, okay, so I think we've established kind of what happens. Poor Billy, he becomes corrupted by this alien technology. Um, and we established, like, I thought the girlfriend was good. His, his girlfriend, uh, Kathy, played by Cheryl Smith. I thought she was good. But again, we get to the point of like, she seems like a nice girl. She's happy. Why would she like somebody like this? <laughs> like, he's just <laughs> miserable. He's just got this like, uh, like, I don't care look. And it's like, it's the exact same thing we run into with like the Star Wars prequels, like, oh, the fall of Anakin. It's supposed to be this big tragedy, but he's just kind of like unlikable. And it's like, you they're like, why would, why would she like him? Um, it, again, I could understand. Well, that might like, be an issue with casting because the guy's not like, maybe they didn't I have mean, he's a model. <laughs> he's, he's like, yeah, so yeah. He, he can't really project, uh, you know, being depressed or picked on. <laughs> <laughs> well he just definitely seemed depressed to me yeah but i mean like imagine ryan like imagine a more charismatic lead like 
Imagine Michael J. Fox in that role. <laughs> Could you imagine Back to the Future? Like, now that's a tragedy. Like, what would have happened if at the end of Back to the Future 3, Marty McFly becomes a villain and, like, Doc Brown and Jennifer got to take him out? We'd be like, damn, that's, that's, that's the fall. You know what I mean? <laughs> or, like, you know, <laughs> it's just that, to me, that's, like, the main missed opportunity. Or, like, you know, if we were, if we were casting this today, We'd have Tom Holland, you know what I mean? Like a likable, charismatic guy that, uh, you know, the last person you would ever expect to get corrupted and, and become a menace you have to take care of. Okay, so one thing I noticed about this movie is some of the scenes went on way too long, but that's common for this type of thing because they have to pad the runtime, right? Or they just didn't know what they were doing. Yeah, camera shots kind of linger in a weird way too. Like... Uh... Even just the conversation between him and the doctor uh, when they're examining the the plate in his chest is yeah. like. Uh... <laughs> well, that's another thing too. Is like, um, I noticed that like, so that thing with the plate in his chest, like when he's with his girlfriend, she's like, "Oh, like you got something on your like you have a something. What happened to your chest? You should put something on it." And then it just kind of like, it kind of spreads and it turns into like a chunk of metal on his chest. So, like, you know, you have some element of, like, kind of, uh, I don't know, uh, like some body horror there, maybe, you know, like a little bit of the fly, you know. Yeah. And we should a, add a little bit that, of that. that. This is appearing right where the necklace uh, yes. uh, lands against the chest. He starts to develop this um, redness and it becomes a actual, like, plate that the doctor ends up removing. <laughs> You know, it's were you? I, I mean, okay, that was kind of that was a good part, like the way the doc, like it was, it did kind of creep me out, like when they're like the doctor's kind of like mm, pulling out the, I guess medical stuff is kind of scary for most people, but when he's like pulling out the tools and like I'm like, oh, I know it. <laughs> well, just tapping it against it, like is yeah. kind of a, I mean, you can I almost kind of imagine what that feels like, something metal in your skin that. I guess <laughs> doctors tapping against the the other thing I noticed too was when he was messing like he was like touching it and like it's it's an oh it's clearly an open sore it's like red around he wasn't wearing no, any gloves <laughs> he, he doesn't he doesn't put gloves on he's like poking around the hole in his chest with his finger and then um he doesn't put gloves on until he grabs the forceps and then he and then he puts the gloves on and uh oh, remember this is a teenager he's working with he's probably an experienced pediatrician <laughs> that he's, been, he's been seeing his, his entire life <laughs> yeah he's like oh, i'm familiar with you yeah <laughs> and then he and then he calls like the he calls over to the lab you know like the biopsy lab and he's like he's like hey you're gonna have to stay late and he's like i don't understand how well he was like i mean wh like what time i'm like he's like it'll be after midnight and i'm like what time did billy come there was he there at like nine nine p.m it's like i don't know to me it seems like uh, it would be like kind of an emergency like i wouldn't just be like yeah i'll come on over later and the, and well, the, guy, it, the guy the lab guy's like okay <laughs> i think it was an emergency because it just like almost immediately cuts to the doctor driving over driving, driving in the middle of night. night yeah <laughs> and then getting vaporized oh my God. yeah so clearly, well, okay, that's another thing too we'll get to, but uh, 
laser blast seems to have super like superhuman speed because he just had like so i'll be clearly Roddy mcdowell got in his car drove for several minutes and then he's just like unless laser blast can drive a van then you know maybe he maybe he drove ahead in the van and then got out yeah it's possible same thing happened with the uh uh well yeah uh we you know what we skipped the cops the two cops That was yeah. one of the first things that I was like, what is this? The two, like the Laurel and Hardy duo. <laughs> and they show up throughout the movie, so we didn't technically skip them. <laughs> Hello, no. yeah. they, they're they're a, a, a recurring character. They, they do show up at the beginning, and they remember they, they pull Billy over, and they like right. have this little back and forth. They give him a ticket. Then, well, it's established that, again, I think it's the 70s, so there's like a a real kind of distrust of the authorities and you know like they're it starts off they're smoking weed and they're like they're not they're not serious police officers and it proves that they're really not serious Ryan after they pull over Billy and they go back to the road what happens um i went right my mind went blank <laughs> they cause a horrific rollover accident. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I was like, what if there are children in the back of that car? Or like if it was like a senior citizen, they're less like they're just like, uh oh. I was like, oh my God. There's a few car related uh stunts that, uh, that yeah. kind of got mixed up for me. <laughs> That's another thing too. And this this is again a common thing with like B movies. If you see an old beat up car roll onto the screen. You know it's gonna blow up, <laughs> right? You know it's gonna blow up, and that's a, that's another positive about this film. The pyrotechnics were great. I thought the explosions were super satisfying. There was like you know lots of fire. Like it was clear too that like it looked like they had had like tanks of gasoline hidden in like the car and stuff because it would just explode like napalm, and it was like you'd see this like cascade of fire. So they yeah. were, they went all the they they spent a lot of budget on and they were they, prepared because they had some <laughs> at least one of the accidents you could tell the the driver was prepared for it. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the end with the bullies when they're driving. Yeah. <laughs> I love it because you could see I, I, at points I couldn't tell if it was like a mannequin if there were mannequins in there or if it was an actual like stunt driver. I think it might have been both when you can see um, into like the one of them was in the car, which I don't mind. I'll be honest. Oh, like, great. Sometimes it's not, sometimes it's fun to see like the yeah. sausage being made to some degree. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. But okay, so does he get? Does he go to the doctor before his first transformation or after? No. Wait, yeah. Well, he, after is the first transformation. So he goes to this party. Right, he goes to this backyard pool party, and all the forty-year-old teenagers are there. And the other other thing too, the music. This like the music really stuck out during the pool scene, because like the theme song at the beginning with the credits was great. I thought it was great, but the other music. There's not places, a lot of music in the in the movie. There, there's music, but it's like this like music, like weird background music. <laughs> So, I mean, think about it. It's 1978, and a bunch of teenagers are at a pool party. They're going to be listening to Zeppelin. They're going to be listening to Rush. Not this, like, 
old timey jazz music they had playing. Like it was just, <laughs> it was really bizarre. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, you're probably talking budget here. You know, they they clearly can't license music. Yeah. You gotta get some dude with a guitar to like strum out some nonsense. You know? Public domain is a shallow uh, fool sometimes when yeah. you're looking for just the right thing. Yeah. So then the the I think the pool party, then it's established. We got the two like the bullies. Like I think they put one of the guy uh, Chuck like pushes the girl <laughs> in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> you get the, the other thing too. I kind of laughed at was like I mean like uh, I mean again it's fine. It kind of gives the world some color, but like uh, the and it kind of. Like I was like, oh, like the his uh Billy's girlfriend's pretty nice. Kathy. When like remember like they're at the girls' party, uh Franny, I think is her name. And she's kind of sitting by herself eating cake and she's like she's like she makes some kind of comment like, Well, as long as I have a pool, I guess I'll have friends. Like <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> and I was like, All right, all right. <laughs> it's a whole and then and then of course we linger for like two minutes of like Franny kind of. I think that was an there. episode of The Simpsons with Martin <laughs> getting <laughs> But then you think about it, yeah, like I kind of remember, you know, there was maybe that was that kid in your neighborhood that you were friends with because they had a pool. So I, I, yeah. I, I, it rang true for me. But then we get to our first kind of serious scene, which was uh, Froggy and Chuck, the two bullies. They're um, they're kind of like assaulting Kathy. Um, I, it's I'm not, they're trying to like it's not clear what they're doing. They're just kind of like messing with her. And then uh, Billy comes in, and there's a fight. A fight ensues. The worst choreographed fight in history. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 think, I think Kathy hits the Froggy with a tennis racket. He goes flying, and then he comes back in. And it's like, it's just kind of to set up the fact that like, now he doesn't like those guys. And I think that's uh laser blast attacks them next, blows up their car. Right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, laser blast is a terrible shot. Yeah. He's like firing off of, from a cliff. Down, down onto the... He's firing off from a cliff. <laughs> yes. And then <laughs> He loves to be up high. You notice that? Like yeah. that scene with the, uh, at the end when they're trying, uh, they're, the police track him down in the plane and they're trying to shoot him from the plane and he's up on the mountain. But you notice, for whatever reason, when he gets the amulet and turns into laser blast, he also turns into like Iggy Pop because he like, he like waves his arms like awkwardly in the sky. <laughs> and I was like, okay. But yeah, he's making this big scene, and they don't they don't see him. He shoots down from a cliff, blows up their car, which leads to, I think the this again was another laugh out loud part for me. We, Froggy and Chuck get a new car, right? And they're 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 driving, and Froggy is like super paranoid. Like he's looking out the windshield, and he's like worried because they thought it was they thought it was lightning that blew up their car. And he's like, "I, right, you think it's gonna rain?" <laughs> he's like, "I loved that. I loved. I laughed out loud." Well, I mean, it's not often where you see a character learn from from what's happened to them and keep that with them uh, as the movie goes along. Right. I was like, I was, and then he, and then he, 
Oh, and then they like they cut to the planes leaving. The police have the the plane. They're going to track them down and try and take them out from the skies. Um, and then, f I, 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 again, I think there was a lot that was edited out of this movie. But you see, like Froggy is like pointing. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I, I must have missed. I know the guy's like kind of a spaz, but it was like, it was like insane. So yeah, he he tries to take out the bullies. He only succeeds in destroying their car. Um, and then, my gosh, I don't even, I don't even well, remember what happens next. Speaking of, of oh, the, the the man in black rolls into town mm -hmm. in his black Cadillac. I'm sorry, Ryan, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to add, you know, speaking of things that um, might have been edited out, did you get the impression that uh, he maybe vaporized his house? <laughs> um, because, <laughs> because they never show him going back home to sleep. Like, there, it's only him sleeping with his girlfriend on and the, the ground, yeah. like, next to the van, which is, like, seems to be in an empty lot of a, of a house that might have burned down. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. See that? Yeah, that's like their first. Yeah, their first meeting. Well, first. No, no. He goes. Remember, he goes to her house and like her her grandpa or whatever is like in the military uniform. And he's like, he, he kicks over the bike. Yeah. yeah well, he's like uh, he just keeps repeating Operation Sandust or something like that. He's going mm -hmm. like. He's going sand dust, sand dust, and I was like, okay, that's redundant. But um, I, 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 that hope that again, I think that could have been, that could have been something that was cut out. That I don't know, it just didn't make. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the, where they live, it's like frequented by aliens, or he was involved in some kind of like extraterrestrial project in the military. I was just like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like a, it's it's a very thin connection to make with the man in the black car coming in and connecting him with the the, the I don't know if it's a daughter or granddaughter but getting him connected with Kathy. The man in the black car is Tony his name is Tony Craig in the movie. Okay. Tony Craig. Okay. Tony Craig. <clears throat> and, and that's the thing like there was no there was no real clear protagonist or antagonist, right? Like the like the man in black like he didn't have a plan to stop him he's just trying to figure out what's going on uh there didn't seem to be like now if there were scenes of like an internal struggle with billy where he's like trying to fight it or you know or, or maybe uh kathy his girlfriend is like trying to like i, I gotta save my boyfriend i gotta do this. there's none of that it was just stuff happening yeah in fact there's even just like a and at some point, it's just a montage of him blowing stuff up, <laughs> like, like a pinball machine. Um, I pinball think later machine. on, it's a, a, maybe a mailbox. I think later on, it's like a, um, yeah, yeah, phone booth. <laughs> it's funny. Right away, I I could tell like it was shot up in Santa Clarita, and I I I looked it up, and that's that's what <laughs> that's where it was. And I was like, yeah, I don't know how you like... could tell that. I mean, it could have been anywhere for me. I I will I do have to say like I appreciate as like low budget as it is, um, like just the fact that they, and and probably a lot of it's due to their budget, but just the fact that they filmed so much of it in broad daylight, I I appreciate because it's like so 
um, rarely seen in any movie of any budget anymore. It's just the action yeah. stuff happened during the day. So, yes. I think there's a reason for that. Well, that's, that's one thing. And like the, the, the technical success, like the technical prowess is spotty. Cause there are some, like when it first started, I was like, Oh, like, uh, you know, the, the sound is pretty good. Everything seems to be lit pretty well, but then towards the end, it just falls apart. Like some of the night scenes, like this is why they don't shoot at night because night you have to like, you have to light things. You have, you know, there's a lot more technically it's a lot more difficult. And there were some of the night scenes. It just was hard to see what's going on. Like the, the part, oh, yeah. with the, the part with the police at night, like it was really difficult to see. Um, <laughs> when he blows up the outhouse. Yes. Like, <laughs> I was like, I was, it was kind of hard to see. Um, so yeah, like it started off like pretty good. Like music was good. Image quality was good. The other thing that I was like, if I was a producer, I'd be like, bro, you got to reshoot this or cut it. When Froggy at the end, when, when Froggy and uh, Chuck are in the car mm-hmm. and, oh, oh, they see him on the side of the road and they think he's a hitchhiker. <laughs> the, the, yeah. music, the music in the car is playing so loud. I can't hear what they're saying. You know what I mean? Like the levels on the on the music are so loud. I, I had to I had to like rewind it and like try like listen like four or five times. I think I remember the captioning saying upbeat radio funk. <laughs> they're like they're like, oh look at that. I forget what they say, like something like, well, we'll give him a ride and he'll never forget. And then turns out it's not a hitchhiker at all. It's laser blast. And yeah, then and then it karma. leads to the yes, they had egg on their face. Um, it's, it's, which leads to, I think, you know, one of the best pyrotechnic scenes in the movie when their car gets blown up. You're right. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they got a stunt man driving. They, looks like they got a, a mannequin in the, in the back and yeah, it's, and it's, it's super like their slow motion. They did their, you know, they had the slow motion going. And again, I got no, no complaints with the pyrote- with the pyrotechnics, pyrotechnics, fabulous, mm-hmm. fabulous. Um, so, yeah, I mean, either either they spent a lot of money on pyrotechnics, or they found somebody that just likes to blow crap up. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah. if you're lucky, so, you get both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, okay, now we're like, you know, we're kind of heading towards the climax. <laughs> He's gone full laser blast, right? It's like Billy's gone. There is no Billy. Only, only laser blast. Police. <laughs> get the idea and, and this is another thing i'm talking i'm talking missed opportunity i thought it was pretty cool when the when the police are in the they're in the they're in the um the the plane and mm-hmm. the dude's like loading the gun and he takes his hat and turns it around backwards i was like oh shit it's on <laughs> and and i thought like that scene could have been so much better and what do we end up with you know laser blast is up on the mountain like doing this iggy pop and um again reminiscent of king kong but i think it would have been a lot better you could have that scene could have really been cool if they had pulled like a north like a north by northwest where he's he's sprinting he's running through the desert planes coming up behind him shooting at him he's shooting back at the plane like that could have been plenty of open space yeah that could have been a really cool um i mean and all you would have to do is just i mean technically it wouldn't have been difficult you just have to get a shot of him running 
you know, maybe you have a few squibs or something, and then you just have a few shots of the plane. I, I, it was I a don't nice, know. um, like almost, I mean, not not really full circle, but like a nice parallel to how the movie started with the guy being chased by the plane amongst the rocks and all. And... Yeah, was he being? Are you talking about the being chased by the spaceship or by the plane? Well, the plane, the, the that plane showed up right showed after. Up. The, right. Yeah. So, so you I'm, think that I'm... you think the plane was chasing him? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think so. But maybe that's a connection. I'm maybe I'm making that connection without the evidence. But um, but it, I mean, it reflects back in later when Billy's being chased by the plane, and I think he's a little bit more successful with, with outrunning the 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 cops. Yeah. Well, look, Brian. He has a great uh, inflatable um, <laughs> waving an inflatable arm uh, dance to to celebrate. His, his Iggy Pop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so then he he takes down the plane, and then he goes to like a like a, a city, and uh, yeah. an abandoned an abandoned city, and starts. Well, and do, we we need to cover how he gets there <laughs> because he, 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 he just runs. Does he? He does get a ride. Remember, he gets uh, picked up by the. Oh, that's uh, right. <laughs> oh, sh- the hippie guy. Oh my god, I yeah. forgot about that. That was Which I that love. was. I loved. The I loved thing. it. You're right. That's my. That's my one of my. Oh my god, that was great. That scene, again. Not only stunt, so that happens. Pyrotechnics, yeah. awesome. So yeah, Ryan, why don't the, why don't you why don't you tell us what happens? Well, we've got the the bullies are driving in their new car at the same time as the the, the plane is chasing Billy, and they're, I guess they're kind of happening at the same time because eventually when Billy out runs the plane he ends up on the side of the road blows up the, the car with the bullies it's fantastic <laughs> but but he still needs a ride so this uh this hippie shows up and picks up he's doing the nice thing he picks him up and i mean i thought things were going well <laughs> until they along. yeah it turned into a buddy it turned into a buddy road movie my my absolute favorite part is not the fact that he, you know, finally decides to laser blast the driver outside of the car, but then it cuts to Billy just calmly driving the car without a door <laughs> and, and heading right to the city. I think it's great. And it sets up the 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 end environment perfectly. <laughs> that yeah, that was great. That whole thing and then okay. But I'll tell you what, though the the beats of that scene where he blows the driver out of the door of the car, and then like <laughs> he goes out the he goes he just he just gets blown out the side of the car. <laughs> and then he, you're right. The way the way it cuts to the the van drive like it doesn't miss a beat. The van's just driving. It's it's like a comedy edit. It's like it's like a it's a comedy beat. Oh, it was great. Five stars, no notes. Five stars, no notes. Hell yeah. And then uh, and then yes, we end up and then and then so we're we're in the city. And then I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but um the the government agent, Carlo, from the Godfather, pulls up in his black Cadillac with he's got Kathy, right? Kathy's in tow. Yeah, because I think um 
uh, after before Billy gets his ride, but after he's blown up the bullies, it does show um, her meeting with him, uh, and they head towards wherever Billy's going. Right, he's at some abandoned. Thank thank God he's in an abandoned area. I imagine the damage he would have caused. Um, <laughs> and, and well, he does. I, I will say the the government agent. He, I think, when he meets. Um, actually, it might have been before he meets with the general, but he does mention at one point, like locking down the city. Okay, and and I mean, you would think that that references the more rural area where most of the movie takes place, but clearly he was thinking ahead, and uh, and uh, it was regarding the urban city that they end up at. Oh, so okay, so maybe they evacuated before he got there. Yeah, but then again, that might just be me connecting dots that aren't there. <laughs> hey, works for me. <laughs> so we we have this climactic scene. I, I mean, or sorry, we're, we're we're speeding towards a climax. Then what happens? Uh, well, then uh, it's another montage of destruction. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, uh, he blows up. He blows up a, a phone booth, a mailbox. Um, some little red thing that's outside an apartment building door, which I couldn't understand what it was. And and I only know it's red because I kept rewinding it to see if I could figure out what it was. Um, and uh, uh, let's see, there's at least one police car shows up that he, he no. uh, I think, flips over. And uh, he just has fun. Waving his arms and uh, and shooting stuff, which yeah, again, you know, maybe it's that's corruption. <laughs> maybe that's just like letting your freak flag fly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's laser blast for you. And then, Ryan, the movie. Okay, then we have our friends show up, right? The dinosaur puppets. Uh-huh. Out of nowhere, they're just they're just there. The one's there. Because I think it's just it's the ship in the background, and then the <laughs> the one dinosaur guy is there, and he just shoots him with his ray gun. He blasts him with the ray gun for what seems to be five minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't it seem like that beam is on him for like five minutes, and he's just going, yeah. Oh. He's like, you know, he's feeling it, and I think this is again another part that is like a missed opportunity when that's happening. <laughs> The life is being taken from Billy. You can't cut to mm-hmm. a reaction shot of Kathy. You can't cut to the, a reaction shot of the government agent. He's just like just three minutes of Billy go ah like, and then it, and then it's over. We're done. The movie's <laughs> over. And I, I'm sure you had the same thought. What what's what did the aliens do after Billy is blasted? Um. I mean, don't they just hightail it out of there? They leave the amulet. They leave the necklace and the gun again. Again, I think it's something they they know they don't. They know it's junk to them, but they don't want anyone else to have any fun with it. Well, I mean, look, but when they're yes, possibly, but when they're they're when their boss calls them up when they're in the ship and he's like he's like I mean I can only imagine what he's saying, but he's like look dipshits. Yeah, you, you screwed. Another guy's got it, and they're like, they're like, oh Christ, and they have to go back, and they're gonna have to come back again. Now, 
I like to think that they thought like that was the only they vaporized the only human <laughs> and, and thought their problem was solved. They were like, oh man, another one. <laughs> now, what would have been cool is you cut back to the government agent. He just kind of gives him a little like knowing like nod and then picks up the amulet. And then it's like, OK, like they know like they have a, a previous relationship like that uh, would have been kind of interesting. Um, but they don't they don't do that. It's just like, OK, it just it just ends abruptly. And that's that's common for something like this, because usually these productions like they get to a certain point and they run out of money and they're like, we got to just we got to just end it. Uh, and I think that all that's all that can be said about it. <laughs> yeah, we've said all we need to say. But um, it's so funny how conditioned we are for post credit sequences. Because I was like, I was like, I'm gonna watch this and see, like, if <laughs> if there's like they come like some like you know little kid comes riding up on his bike and you know picks up the uh, <laughs> picks up the the necklace or the gun. But uh, I mean, or you know, it would have been dope to have like you know. Kathy's back at her house and she's crying and then she like opens her purse and takes out the necklace and then like end like you know give us a give us a little something it's been for laser blast after we buy the rights to laser blast and we make laser blast 2 laser blasts Kathy picks up well no we got to go back we got to do the origin story of the creature at the beginning because let me tell you that creature at the beginning that was Billy. Remember, we we, ne we never see Billy's dad. That was Billy's dad coming back to see his family, and before he gets intercepted by the aliens, the alien space cops. It's all part of Laser Blasts. It's gonna be great. I should start with the mom coming back from Acapulco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still say <clears throat> yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think this could. I'm gonna have to look into it, getting the rights to this. I, I what do you think? Laser blast exclusively available on Apple Vision Pro. The other, the other technology device that turns people into creatures. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good connection. Would you recommend laser blast to somebody? Um, Would you recommend it to your brother? That's hard to say. I, I. I would I would recommend it with the, the with the caution that like it's not as bad as it sounds because <laughs> I honestly think it wasn't that like it like I liked it more than I thought I would, mm -hmm. um, but I have a hard time knowing what other people might like. <laughs> it's yeah. it, also I think you have to be in the right like mood or frame of mind to to like enjoy. I don't know, pretty much anything nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think there's like a misconception out there. Like people think of like movies like, oh, there it's a so bad it's good kind of thing. Like uh, most of the time, those movies are incredibly boring. Like there were long stretches of this film. Like we only talked about like stuff we found funny and all that kind of thing. There were just long stretches where nothing happens. Characters are, mm. you know, Billy's like you know, stumbling around with this hangdog look on his face. Like, you know, it, it, it's like there's, there's long periods of just intense boredom, you know, punctuated by these really funny scenes. <laughs> you know what I mean? But at the, yeah. I, and I mean, I guess at the end of the day, I feel like I'm, there's a lot you can critique about something like this. 
but it's also impressive just to go to sit back and go, you know, a group of people came together and made that. And like, that's impressive <laughs> in and of itself. Oh, sure. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I give them credit. Yeah. yeah it's, there not, was, it's not easy making a movie. Yeah. I think they got, I think they, they got on screen a lot of things that they had in their head. And I, I'm sure it ended up just as they wanted, you know, even like the car explosion. I, th- I bet that they pulled that off just as they wanted to. It to yeah. the the we haven't we didn't really. I mean, we kind of mentioned it in passing, but yeah, when he's in the hippies van and they pass by the Star Wars billboard, yeah. uh, I'm sure that uh, came off just as they wanted to. Even though, even though they they cut to the front of the van afterwards and you can see kind of the camera platform on the oh, side really? of the... <laughs> yeah, just yeah, barely exactly. just before like it, it's it's there just for a second um you know i i think that yeah i i, I give him a lot of credit for, for nothing phase that nothing phased that hippie he was, <laughs> he was like that's true he was like hell yeah you know even if, like if you pick up a guy in a car and like he's blowing up he's got a laser attached to his hand he's blowing up billboards and he's not only that but he's a, has the appearance of like a frankenstein's monster <laughs> he, he hung in there he was like he was happy and telling stories and the response is just far out <laughs> yeah poor guy i think i think we got to bring him back for the sequel i think we got to bring him back for a laser blast right he like yeah, wakes he, up in a ditch he, he like wakes skate, up in a ditch skated across the four lanes on the, on the driver's side door it's like <laughs> and land safely it's like far out yeah <laughs> he, that would have been a good post credit scene he like comes out of like he like comes climbing back up from the embankment of the, of the highway like smoking <laughs> he probably would have taken like, a drive and he was like a cool he was like a cowboy hippie too <laughs> I don't know if that character has a name I remember in the credits seeing the name Jesse Jeep. <laughs> I don't know where he came, he came up in, but uh, I thought that was a pretty good name. Erlon Bench, Eleanor Duncan, first humanoid alien. Yeah, I don't know. They don't have it in the in IMDb. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, know, I think it helps too that we, we, we knew we were going to talk about it, so we had to pay attention to it. It's amazing. Because if, if I had seen this on TV or something, like I, I probably would have watched it and been like, oh, that's really, what a weird movie. And then like got on my phone or something. I'm telling you, kids out there, if you take the time to pay attention to something, you probably get a lot more enjoyment out of it. Right? That's true. Yeah. That's so a I'm good, like- that's a good lesson. I think the second <laughs> lesson from this movie is uh, uh, getting the high ground. <laughs> it's, a, it's a clearly a tactical advantage for um, the aliens and for uh, Billy. <laughs> there is there is so many parallels to this and the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> the guy that goes for the high ground, you know, and the youth corrupted. <laughs> yeah. Billy. Yeah, pool parties. <laughs> pool parties. Uh, this poor guy. The, the bullies. They, they, you know, they get a new car, driving back. I, I don't know. I thought that was really clever. The fact that Froggy's like paranoid, looking up in the sky for looking out for lightning. <laughs> so good. Oh my gosh. Okay, out of out of ten, 
What do you give Laser Blast? Oh, and, and, um, and, and, and Ryan, we're going to make this enjoyment scale. This is not, this is not a like nominated for an Oscar scale. Yeah, I'll give it a six. A six? Yeah. yeah. That's generous. That's good. <laughs> I know. <laughs> my, my, the other part of my brain is going, really? <laughs> okay, let me ask you this question. Is this the first movie you've ever seen? No. Um, <laughs> I give it a five. I give it a five. I tell you what, though, I give it a five, but like three points out of that five is the stop motion puppets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get that. We're damn good. Okay, we'll have to think of uh, next week's film. We'll be back with next week's film. Goodness gracious. Brian, thank you for your participation. <laughs> yeah, anytime. I hope, anytime? Uh, I hope that helped. Next week. Thank you for listening to the first episode of Discount Film Critics. We'll be back soon with episode two. In the meantime, please don't forget to subscribe and rate this podcast. You have a great week. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye.